3: 22 in the p.m. here on a lovely autumn Saturday on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM. WEEI. we're talking a little New England Patriots now because they've got a big one tomorrow, or, well, I mean, every game's a big one in the NFL, I should say. But uh, there is a lot of intrigue as to which way the season's going to go, how the Patriots could possibly pull out of this tailspin, if it's even worth it. Andy says they need to have a seat at the Thanksgiving table and play for next year, develop their draft pick status. There are those who say the Patriots will never do as much. And then there are those of us that are caught somewhere in between. That's where I happen to find myself. But right now we will quickly find a caller who would like to talk some Celtics coming out of that last break. It's Bobby in Cambridge. Eh, there went Bobby. OK, Bob, oh, Bobby. We almost thought we had screw January you, Bobby. Come, hey, maybe Bobby's going to hear that. I was going to take his call and he'll call back because we could yeah. squeeze him in.
2: Maybe it's we won't speech. have time for Bobby then. Maybe we'll have moved on because life comes at you fast. Well
3: there's someone who probably will not be calling the Six Rings post game show tomorrow now that you told him to go screw himself
2: Andy or maybe he that will maybe it. he's a normal human being who knows I'm just kidding.
3: Uh, let's hope so we, one one would imagine but you know what happens when you assume uh, all right so for the average fan that hasn't uh, for the for the die hard for the the Foxborough faithful Andy that hasn't yet punted on the season that refuses to lose that doesn't want to say fare thee well and we'll see you in 2024. What what are they watching for? Aside from just hey, it's football. You only get so many games a year. You watch, you root on your team. That's what a a loyal and faithful fan does. What what are we what are we watching for?
2: So, the the easy obvious answer is young players. And yep. on the offensive side of the ball, we had KeSean Booty talk about um his number maybe being called this week, how it's been a struggle to not play since week 1. Bill Belichick saying he's at his best week of practice. So, you know, with all the injuries and other issues, obviously, Kendrick Bourne is gone for the year with the torn ACL. You have the possibility of you're going to see a whole hell of a lot of, obviously, DeMario Douglas, but also Kayshawn Booty, Tyquan Thornton, a guy that a lot of people are still, or maybe not a lot of people, some people are still hopeful could contribute or uh, develop. I know uh, Mac Jones has talked about that ability to possibly stretch the field and maybe do more than that, blah, blah, blah. But those trio of young receivers, in my opinion, are the first thing you're hopeful that, huh, silver lining. Parker's not playing. Juju's not playing. Bourne's out. We see the young guys, and then maybe it's like in a preseason game, you're like, huh, these young guys, all they needed was their opportunity. Maybe they can make some plays. So optimistically speaking, you're Mm -hmm. watching young receivers try to take advantage of their opportunity and put their talents on display.
3: Now, Taequann Thornton was a healthy scratch last week, which is still just not good borderline stunning to me i just can't for the love of money and anything else figure out exactly what in the holy hell is going on with this guy during his patriots career to date his second year here in the national football league but why wouldn't see, see that's the thing i if i'm the patriots i have absolutely nothing short of a what do we have to lose attitude why wouldn't you just you know Jalen Rager, come on now. And Devontae Parker is obviously out because he got concussed last week. Gee whiz, it's almost like the referee should have called a helmet to helmet hit.
2: Otherwise, okay. how did Parker get concussed? Okay. I digress. Great officiating last week. And officiating uh, sucks. I can con- everywhere. can Everywhere. Uh, yep, I saw it last night, Friday night. Yep, under the lights. Yep. Still no, sucks. there's no way to. I was yelling. No my voice it. feels funny because the officials suck so bad. Oh, boy.
3: So bad. But anyway, so poor Parker gets popped last week. Should have been a penalty. It's not. Now he's going to miss the game this week. Kendrick Bourne tears his ACL. Now he's out for the remainder of the season. Tough way to go considering he was showing up and showing out in a contract year. We'll see where that goes. I really hope the Patriots resign him and give him another crack next year and the year after that because his, talk about all your priorities, energy, effort, and attitude. Nobody had it going on better yep. this year than Kendrick Bourne. So let's see who we can work with. Let's see who we can go to battle with. Let's see who's got some talent. Let's see who's a gamer and a grinder. You know Pop Douglas, pop culture, has been an absolute find and a revelation for sure. How? But how about But how about? can Taequann Thornton make it through an entire game, let alone a stretch of the season or, God forbid, an entire season? And what can he really do when he's out there and told, okay, go find some grass, be the fastest person on the field? And what of... What of, And what of Kayshawn Booty? Is there any chance we may see in a game where, uh, quite honestly, Emmanuel Forbes, promising young cornerback drafted right before Christian Gonzalez? I bet they'd love a do-over on that one. Uh, a secondary that can be had. Why not just test these guys out tomorrow and just see what you have? Because and otherwise, if it's just going to be a conservative game plan now that Washington trades away Montez Sweat and Chase Young, stop. Please. Why would it
2: be that... conservative? The opposite. Sling the damn ball, and I know Trent Brown is a question mark um, at left tackle. But you, you, the other team traded away eleven and a half sacks. They traded away their two best edge rushers, and you can tell me, oh, this guy too little or too hill or whatever the hell the the two name guy is that's stepping up and filling the void, too hill. Uh, yep. Three Hill, don't care Hill. Um 1-3 Hill is his name. <laughs> right. Uh, throw the ball. Like, take it. Try it. Like, try to make plays. Try to inject some life into the home crowd. Try to have some fun. You know my other rule. There's energy, effort, and attitude. There's also the entertainment factor. Try to entertain me in the football game as you play. And people want to see the young receivers. I'd like to go back to the time. Training camp, DeMario Douglas was maybe one of their most consistent players from day one through the entirety of August action. And a year ago, Tyquan Thornton impressed me in training camp, and it wasn't just his ability to run by people. He had a route tree. He was better running routes than I expected him to be. Hell, Mm -hmm. they had him working as a uh, gunner on punt and doing some of those things. Go out there, take the athlete who is one of the fastest players you have, unleash him. And if he breaks or if he stinks... Well, now you know moving forward he's not part of the future, and as you go through whatever this offseason will be, the rebuild, retool, blow it up, don't care, whatever, maybe you'll know, okay, what my grade is on him. Because I think the second half of this season to some degree is about that. Forget the, Okay, forget the young players. Mm-hmm. Those could be fun. If I'm Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft, I don't know who's running the team next year. That's a whole separate topic. But I'm making decisions where I'm learning as an owner. I'm learning is Kyle Duggar – A you know trench guy, you know a guy you want to go down a dark alley with. Is he going to give you everything he has over the second half of a lost season? Because if so, maybe I do want to sign him. Or Josh Uche, Mike Onwenu. Some of these guys are they long term? You learn about their football character, as as Matthew Slater says, and maybe you learn. I want to build around that guy. We don't really have a core. I want that guy, Kyle Duggar, to be part of my core because I was impressed with the professionalism and the effort and the attitude that he brought in a lost season. So I think some of those guys are what you can watch for. For the, the Jabril Peppers attitude, we see Jabril Peppers, he's bringing it. I, I have no mm-hmm. doubt that until he gets asked to not play, until he gets hurt, whatever it may be, Jabril Peppers is giving you what he has. Who else you got? Who else is doing that? And who right. else do you want doing that moving forward?
3: And see that that's the thing. Like, you can challenge the 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 temerity. You can challenge the fortitude, the manhood, the, the 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 desire and the will to win of all these guys as as often as you as you want. But like, they may just they may go into preservation mode for next season. Some of them that are free agents to be, like Kyle Duggar, could be playing for a contract. Some guys may just be gamers like Jabril Peppers, and they're going to give you everything they got and then some. But this is a Such a crucial time for the Patriots, not in their pursuit of a postseason berth. I don't think anyone within the sound of our voices right now is going to come on the air. And please feel free at 617-779-7937, please feel free to hop on the airwaves and convince us how and why the New England Patriots would make the playoffs this season. You now have to look while you try to give your fans who pay a lot of money a good product to watch or a reasonably entertaining product with some promise and potential looking forward. You got to give them something. You got to give them something to watch. You got to give them something to to pin their hopes to, Andy. Because you know, I hate to say it, the uh, secondhand market for tickets tomorrow. Yeesh. Pretty pretty easy get. <laughs> get in the get in price is pretty easy tomorrow. Put it that way, you're not paying. Uh, you you can get in under sticker. You like, what's it going to take for me to get you into this Commanders <laughs> Patriots game? And the answer is not sticker.
2: Don't walk away. We can do a deal. Yeah, Keep we can do whatever you need. Finances,
3: whatever. Finance, finance, finance. Don't worry about you
2: know, it. I owe you. Sure, I'll take it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's and they're there already and it's game nine. It's the literal halfway point for them of the 2023 season as well. I want to know if Kayshawn Booty can be a difference maker. I would like to know if Taequann Thornton has game changing speed. I'd like to see Pop Douglas as the focal point. Of the receiving core, I would love to see Ramondre Stevenson have a big bad game as well. It's probably the right kind of line to do it against as well. Though Deron Payne can show up and be a game wrecker, given Sunday himself as well. Payne, my prediction, Payne. uh and that's th- and then on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, who else? Who else is here next year? I saw, I saw our pal Andrew Callahan had put together a nice piece in the Boston Herald about how Jelani Tavai has been one of those guys this year who has seized his opportunity and played really good football. Like I know he was almost a little bit of a, he's gone from punchline guy to glue guy over the last 18 months. Absolutely. And
2: good for him. Good yep. for him. Now, I don't know if that's good for you. That's good for him. I don't know if that's good for you. Um, he, he he might be one of your better, more consistent players. And he might be one of your better, more consistent players. Like there could be a, a pro and a con to that landing point. Cause mm-hmm. I think if he's your 11th player, you'll love it oh these are great like oh my god mm-hmm. the contributions Absolutely. and then if you're like wait he's one of our uh, three or four best players then you're like we should probably get some other good players around him
3: yeah we may need to draft a little bit better as well yeah uh but then uh, we'll see how these recent drafts pan out yeah kyle Duggar- why does the tone change there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, for me yeah come on but, stay upbeat fitzy but, uh, No, i i'm gonna be i just i I don't feel you're faking it. I don't feel it. Nope. No, I'm doing the best I can. I'm not putting on never a show. You get the honest straight cut pure unfiltered Fitzy. Every time I come on these airwaves, I am never going to tell you something just because I think it's what a a listener wants to hear or because it's going to bait some calls and some engagement on the radio. Can't do it just the same way that Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick probably could never sit down for a Thanksgiving feast, which is going to be difficult for the Patriots as well. Um, Looking to the other big story of the week, though, Patriots-wise, Andy, Mm. uh, I know we discussed it on the Six Rings podcast earlier this week, and it became a little bit of a thing as the week progressed as well. The convenience of the Washington Commanders and the New England Patriots playing this week with the, uh, we'll just call it the uh, thought drop, if you will, the, the nugget from Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio. In case anyone didn't get a chance to hear this, this was Zach Gelb from CBS Sports Radio, friend of the program, earlier this week talking with Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio about a rumor, a a very juicy little nugget that he had heard in NFL circles recently and how it pertains to not only this weekend's matchup, but most especially your head football coach of the New England Patriots. Take it away, Terp.
1: You know, I'm, I'm hearing chatter to this effect, not that it's reporting, But when you're plugged into the NFL grapevine and you hear something like this, it's too good to keep to yourself. There's a theory out there that when the season ends, Josh Harris, the new owner, excuse me, of the commanders, is going to call the Patriots and inquire about what it would take to to get Bill Belichick. So the Patriots wouldn't fire him. The Patriots would essentially trade him to Washington and avoid any further financial obligation, get something back. Remember, they had to give up some stuff to get him – when he was the Jets head coach for like a day in 2000. And so there's a thought out there that that's how this is going to go. Everybody goes in Washington. Josh Harris makes a play for Bill Belichick, and Bob Kraft does not say no to it because he, in theory, is ready to move on as well.
3: So there you have it. Mike Florio saying he had heard a swirling rumor, one that Andy and I both have heard as well, respectively, and not just in the past week as well. It's been one of those...
2: Uh, one of the what would you call it? A worst kept secret, if you will? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much veracity there is to it. Sure. There's a lot of or who, secret, who, you know, rumors out there and, sure. and
3: who crafted it, who created it, why this game of telephone is getting played, whatever. But right. Josh Harris, the majority owner of the Washington football team, the Commanders, the the Washington rebrands, if you will, because I'm sure they'll probably have another name next year or the year after. Ownership group with Magic Johnson and others. Enamored of and Borderline obsessed with the idea of making a splash. Ron Rivera, probably not long for the football team. They're going to probably look to get a new head coach next year. And with the, the the doubt clouds that have surrounded Gillette Stadium in recent year, one has to wonder if it'll be a little bit of a, uh, a little change of scenery would be good for all parties. Uh, I, I just wonder, did we get a feel as the week progressed with the uh the lust or zest, the appetite if you will of the Foxborough Faithful for possibly trading Bill Belichick and all parties moving on next year Andy did you just in talking with parents online mm. wherever you do your Pats work did you get a feel for it
2: yeah i think beyond just the washington rumor speculation mm-hmm. in general i think there is a majority of the fan base that is is ready or preparing themselves to be ready to move on from Bill Belichick more than has ever been the case historically. There's just a very small portion of, and Bill, we trust left. Um, There's a large portion that the guys at Dink get rid of him, and then there's this growing portion of, we had a great run, but it's time to rip the Band-Aid off. What's the exit strategy? I I do. I think the appetite is there.
3: Yeah, I'm starting to get the feeling that there is too. I feel like, for every three or four people that say, time to move on. Time for everyone to get a fresh start. It's been great. We need a new voice. We need some new energy, some new dynamics here. There's one person. I'd say it's maybe like a three to one, if I just had to quantify. It's a three to one ratio of let's let's freshen things up. It'll be in the best interest of all parties to move on because Lord knows Bill Belichick, the same guy that trades everyone a year or two too early, if he was looking at himself as the coach and the the program builder probably would do something similar as well. Like you can get value from me. Go ahead, go get a couple of twos or get a one and a three, whatever it may, whatever it may be. There's one person for every three time to move ons that says, that's it. If they trade Belichick, we're sunk 20 years of darkness and I'm never watching again. To which I say, like, I don't, I don't really see that as disloyalty from uh, the fan base or from the organization. Like he's been here a quarter of a century invariably almost all legends finish their career somewhere else. Like and we even mentioned this on the podcast this week. If he Bill Belichick loves the NFC East, obviously. Immense respect for the New York Giants and his involvement in that organization, the Myers, the Rooneys, et cetera. But also Washington. Who else coached there? Wasn't it uh did Hallis have something to do with the organization? Obviously Joe Gibbs. And of Gibbs. course uh, Curly Lambeau and Vince Lombardi were
2: organized. Vince Lombardi coached the the, George then known, Allen. the artist formerly known as the Redskins.
3: George Allen, all the people that Historic. he holds dear.
2: Yep, there's no question that I think that would be, uh, on some level, a draw to him. I've even had people speculate, um, where's Bill's loyalties this week in terms of winning this game and which team he might be drafting for in, in April and which draft pick he wants to be better and things of that nature. Sure, I mean, like, so... This is a fascinating wrinkle as well. So
3: the, the Commanders trade away their two best pass rushers this week. Chase Young for a third-round pick to the San Francisco 49ers and Montez Sweat for a second-round pick to the Chicago Bears. The Bears, we teased it earlier, just wrapped up a four-year, $98 million deal with Montez Sweat. So obviously, they prioritized somebody that they wanted to make sure they had an exclusive negotiating window with, and they got him. They got their guy, and so now they get one of the best pass rushers. And, you know, good for them. I think it's still a lot to give up when you probably could have thrown that kind of money or maybe a little bit more at him in the offseason and not given up such a valuable pick like a second rounder, but okay. To each his own, that's how they want to do business out that way. Uh, but, yeah, that's, it's fascinating. You can look at it like, did the commanders uh, did the commanders trade away those draft picks because they didn't think they were going to resign them uh, and get draft picks so that they could pursue somebody like Bill Belichick? Like, wow, well, we probably aren't going to get these guys. Is Belichick mad that they got rid of those defenders? Obviously, he can't go get sweat now, but he could still bid back on Chase Young if he wanted to bring him back into the fold. Who knows? And if you want to just follow this down that wormhole, yeah, you could look at it this weekend like, is this going to be like one of those What uh Parcells making 56 phone calls to the Jets during Super Bowl week when he was supposed to be getting ready to play Green Bay? Like, if there's any veracity to this rumor
2: whatsoever,
3: that could make this weekend
2: all the more interesting. Well, and it also makes it, as we joked earlier in the week on the podcast, makes it easier for his people to talk to your people, so to speak, because... Everybody's going to be at Gillette Stadium, so there doesn't need to be a text, an email, a phone call. It can just nope. simply be we're in line for the uh, the nachos and be like, hey, uh, so <laughs> can you pass the ladle for the cheese? And uh, by the way, what's, what's it going to cost for us to get Belichick, <laughs> right? I mean, it's right there. It's like you can have the conversation. No one would ever be the wiser. Nope. And who knows? You could lay the foundation. As far as the draft picks go, there's also the question of you really can't rig it because – if let's just say the the commanders are going to trade a two. Well, does Bill want the commanders two to be lower because he's given it away or does he want it to be higher because he's going to be making the other picks? What pick does he want the Patriots to get? So really, I'm not sure it would play into the game, but it makes for a fun soap opera.
3: It does. And we could use a little extra drama or some soap opera action just to gussy up the season and make things a little more interesting. So what do you say, Pat fans? Pat's fans, what is your interest level? In the idea, could you tolerate, could you stomach the idea of Bill Belichick moving on in the offseason? And would you, if I could tell you, that you would get another number one draft pick for the quarter-century tenured coach, the six-time Super Bowl champion, the legend, the greatest coach ever on the sideline, would that interest you, or would that be heresy, and how dare I even make mention? 617 779 there's your telephone number. Fitzy and Hart here with you until 3 p.m. on Weei. Hey, it's Fitzy from Six Rings and Football Things. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of the day. Your weekly source for all things New England Patriots. Right on time. Your time. In the car? Navigate the streets of the NFL offseason with wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean. Conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Six Rings and Football Things in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.
0: It's and Heart on W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I.
4: Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go.
3: Quick update on the Boston Celtics here as we look to take your phone calls on the Bill Belichick topic and your New England Patriots. What to make of the remainder of the season. How are you looking at tomorrow's game. And what positives to divine out of a season so far that is a bit sunk and teetering on being lost altogether? From our pal, John Corrales. I hope John is nice to you, by the way, Turp. He's one of the nicest guys in the business and a regular uh, guest here on the program. Uh, no Caleb Claxton, no Cam Johnson, and no Ben Simmons for Brooklyn tonight versus Boston. So it's like they saw, like, I see your Derek White and I raise you three. Uh, three very good basketball players as well. What's the spread on the game tonight, Turp? Do you know are the Celtics heavy favorites? I didn't even look. Let me look. Give me one second. All right. All right, you do that, and I'll jump over to the phone so we can talk to some of the good people of WEI listenership on these very New England Patriots. We'll start up in the 603. To the Granite State we go. Mike's up that way, and he wants to talk with Fitzy and Hart. How are you, Mike? Good.
4: How are you guys? Doing well today, sir. Thanks, thanks for taking Thanks Anytime. for taking my call. First of all, regarding Belichick, um, I've said this many times, I think even on the airways, for 20 years he had a quarterback that was not only great, but he played for about 15 to $20 million under his market value. No head coach in the NFL benefited more than that kind of a savings where you could take the savings and spread it around the rest of the roster. So in terms of my thoughts with Belichick, I don't really care if we get a bag of chips for him. I'd love to see change. Second point I want to make, I love how you guys are wondering about Boute and Pop Douglas and Thornton this coming Sunday and moving forward. I love it too, but I'm wondering why are you stopping there? I want to see what they can do, but I don't want to see Mac throwing to them because I've seen enough of Mac. So I wouldn't mind going a step further and seeing if other people could throw them the ball. And the last point I want to make is, isn't it interesting that our best players in the whole organization are all on defense? Barmore, Duggar, Jabril Peppers, Judon. It's incredible. And I'm sorry, and Gonzalez, a number one pick. And really, right now, would you agree that our best offensive player is a sixth round draft choice out of Liberty? Pop Douglas. Thank you. Love to hear your thoughts.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for the call, Mike. I appreciate that. Uh that I Hold on, I'm just actually running that through the Fitzy and Hart AI detector. Oh, no lies detected in that call, Andy.
2: Well, the only one I would push back on is uh, I think um, if you want to see what Douglas and Thornton and Booty can do, yeah. you can't. I think he's sort of alluding to their maybe playing Malik Cunningham at quarterback, I don't know. Or throw I, in Greer, who uh, Mike Cadlick wrote a nice sure. piece about this week. Greer's WBI. a great unknown. He was also included in that uh, New England Football Journal uh, piece I talked about earlier about high school football. When I didn't know this, in his, I think he won either the state title or the, the, the – game before the state title game he threw for a record 897 yards in a high school football game which is ridiculous how many 897 yes that you heard me correct it was not a typo it wasn't like 97 and we added an 8 or 89 nope nope it was 897 um, for Will Greer in a high school game unbelievable Um, but see that that's where I still think Mac is the best quarterback you have whatever you think of Mac and if you throw a different quarterback in and it doesn't work, well, is that on Douglas and Booty and Thornton or is that on the quarterback? I think the closest thing you have to a starting caliber NFL quarterback is Mac. So if you keep him out there and I put Thornton out there, at least I'm getting some semblance of an NFL offense. But I understand the larger point to some degree, though, like youth movement, see what you got, see what you got moving forward where you need to build around. And then the defense thing, it is what it is. I don't know if it's by design or... If it's by, there's a hole in Bill Belichick and Matt Groh's swing, and that's drafting offensive players. But mm-hmm. it's definitely better on that side of the ball than on the offensive side of the ball, yes.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that. That's actually a very good point about, okay, if you want to see what Pop Douglas and Kayshawn Booty and Taequann Thornton, should he be healthy enough to go, what they can do, then you probably need to give him someone who's practiced with him, someone who's familiar with him, who may, quote, give you the best chance to win right now. I mean, if Will Greer were the second coming of Brett Favre at this point, uh, don't you think we probably would have seen him by this point or or they yeah. would have given him a shot by now? Like if he was more than a mid level, mid-to-high-level replacement player or backup quarterback, they may have given him a shot because Bill Belichick hates him some turnovers and Mac Jones has had some awfully difficult ones this year. And no... Plus, Today is um, not going to be the day we're going to have the but look at the weapons he's throwing the garbage what about the line conversations this is these are the these are the cards you've been
2: dealt and you have to figure out what to do with them and we've been talking about youth movement i believe the thing i looked up on a on a past Fitzy and Hart episode was will greer's older than patrick mahomes he is okay so Yeah, that's that's why I wouldn't include Will Greer in that. If I want to go young, it's Malik Cunningham. And if it's Malik Cunningham, I don't think he's ready to run an NFL offense. And my same argument would be true. I don't think you're getting a fair view of Demario Douglas, Tyquan Thornton and Kayshaun Booty. So uh, the point is the same. The best way to give those guys a fair chance to show their stuff is for better or worse to leave Mack in.
3: Yes, and that's likely what you and that's likely what you need to do as well. Um, As much as we all would probably love to see a little something different. We'll see. Uh, I think we have time for one more call before the break here. Uh, let's go to uh, Kenny. Kenny's in the cab. How are you, Kenny? Kenny? Oh, no, they
0: killed Kenny. Hey, 50. Hey, yeah. how are you, pal? <laughs> I heard that one before. No. Hey, doing good, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, sure. So, look, I don't think it's heresy, 50, but I, I think the idea of trading Bill right now is, like, just, sort of, just short of insane. Um, first off, how many coaches in the NFL have won a Super Bowl? Do you do you guys know?
3: Six. Uh, I'm I'm gonna guess a handful, five or six?
0: Nine. So ah. it's just under a third of the league. But the amount of idiots that are running these teams in the NFL. Like every year we see these teams hire coaches and they're constantly in the coaching carousel. Like just look at like teams like Chicago, who have not been able to land down a coach for a decade now or Two decades, it feels like. And you wanna get rid of Belichick and short. Sure, the idea of the extra first round pick is awesome. It's 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 fascinating. You can workshop the draft board, you can have a lot of fun with that. But do you really wanna be going into the coaching carousel with a complete unknown at head coach the same year you're going back into the QB carousel? Because yes. Max likely not the starter next year. So do you wanna be starting over at the two most important spots in the organization, head coach and quarterback at the exact same time.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and that's
0: kind of where I feel.
2: <laughs> no, I do. I think it's I mean, actually the perfect.
0: That's, that's my stance is that I just, I don't think you can do both at the same time. I, I think you got to get Bill one more shot with another Q- QB.
2: Yeah. I, I go the opposite. I think it's the perfect time and don't work from a position of fear Work from a position of confidence. Robert Kraft hired Pete Carroll, good coach. Robert Kraft hired Bill Belichick, good coach. Trust Robert Kraft to find you a good coach. Figure out which quarterback is going to be the quarterback. Marry them up together so they can build and learn and grow together so that you don't have a change down the line that could disrupt the pairing, the cohesion, the synergy that you could have in that position. And I would also argue Bill Belichick at most has – three years left in him, and for the last three years, he's been a bad NFL coach, so I don't know why you're holding on to him.
3: Alright, we appreciate the call, Kenny. Thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in. His line is open at 617- 779-7937. We will flip the script and get to our final hour here on the program. I see your calls, Paul, Scott, Rick, don't you guys go anywhere. 220, Mike Dussault from Patriots.com joins us. It's Fitzy and Hart, hour number three, coming up here on Weei.